Give me a beat. Thank you for pushing play. You are listening to the Rarest Fundamental Podcast, Episode Six. This is where you get the inside stuff. What's up, Internet? This is the sixth episode of the Ray Ray is Fundamental Podcast. I'm your host, Ray Moraldi, also known as Ray Ray. This is being recorded on March 5th, 2015, and usually I do a monologue at the first part of this podcast, but this time around I'm joined by my gal pal here in Portland, Oregon, Laura Walker, who also does Clear Eyes, Full Shelves, the book blog. How's it going, Laura? Hi, I'm good. How are you? Good. Uh, you may have also heard Laura from the fourth episode of the Rare Race Fundamental Podcast where we talk about Fresh Off the Boat. So, yes, people, she's an Asian lady, just in case you guys didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, That's a really, really important thing about me, of course. Yes, yes. So, so here's the funny thing, because a few years ago, when I was talking to Laura, <laughs> um, I had joked about, like, hey, maybe I'll be moving to Portland sometime. Here I am now in Portland, Oregon. And when we really started first talking was, I mean, we talked on and off, you know, here and there, right? Yeah, for a couple of years, I think. I think we mainly talked about, like, Asian problems. Yeah, <laughs> of course. Um, but like, then, don't you hate it when white people do this to Asian people? Doesn't that suck? I think that was me. Right. It's did. like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, yeah, why do you speak perfect English? Really? Are Asians like that? You know, stuff like that. So... Um, I think we were talking about what? Were we talking about like Zoe de Chanel or something? And then probably because you talk about her a lot. Yeah, I do. <laughs> so it's somehow it's somehow transitioned into like you making a dating profile of me. Like I don't even know how that happened. It's just like suddenly you're making a dating profile. Yeah, of me. and I remember I was in the middle of something um, work-wise for a work blog thing. And that just, like, got completely derailed and procrastinated because <laughs> I was, like, so entertained by the thought of doing this dating profile for you instead that I just, like, blew it off. <laughs> and, and the funny thing is that, like, I get, I, I mean, again, we talked on and off for, like, the, the, the two years before that, before we really started talking. But, like, you somehow perfected this. Like, everyone thought that I wrote it. but Did they it was really? That. That's really funny. Yeah. People thought I wrote it. So... We're going to read the dating profile. I'll go first. <laughs> I guess I'm just that observant. I mean, I followed you on Twitter. Just because I didn't talk to you doesn't mean that I didn't, like, observe things about you. You know what I mean? It's, like, it's interesting how Twitter works that way where, like, you can get a sense of somebody even if you don't talk to them because you follow them all the time. Well, I do. Not, like, personal, but more like my quirks. So mm-hmm. people know people know my quirks. Like, oh, I think the top ten re- the top ten um, things people know about me from Twitter is that one, uh, basketball, two, video games, three through ten, Spice Girls. So, um, here we go. Are we just like alternating? What are we doing here? Yeah, we'll alternate paragraphs. Okay. Hi there. I am the Filipino version of Zach Morris that I know all you ladies have been waiting for. Just kidding. Though I am indeed Filipino and live in SoCal, not anymore. 
I'm obviously way cooler than Zack because I own my naturally dark hair color, and I have a smaller cell phone from which to mastermind my cappy shenanigans and very special episodes. Go on. Uh, when I'm not at the office, I can usually be found sipping apple juice while updating my basketball blog and no look past playing vintage video games, generously keeping up with Hollywood B-listed by religiously checking who is that hot ad girl dot Tumblr. I have forgotten that Tumblr. Breaking into some <laughs> Usually of the bubblegum pop persuasion and live tweeting TV shows and movies of cultural significance such as Spice World, Dave Bell, <laughs> Twilight, and my first ever viewings of the original Star Wars trilogy. That sounds so pathetic. I think it's I can because I can be controlled to leave my house with promises to pick up basketball, sushi, karaoke, Korean barbecue, and a Katy Perry sighting. While I have fulfilled my lifelong dream of traveling Las Vegas, it's not a lifelong dream, okay, I, that's a mistake, to Las Vegas for the duration of NBA Summer League play, I would also have to visit London to meet Baby Spice, of course, Australia, and my family in the Philippines. Please be advised that while I may not have high standards beyond expecting your girl to physically resemble Zoe Deschanel, it will not work out between us if you do not meet the standards of my nieces, nephews, and most importantly, my dog. To borrow the wise words of Inigo Montoya, let me sum up. I'd love to hear from you so we can get to know each other while we have profound discussions about which of the mean girls is the best. It's great Gretchen Wieners, of course, and the Lakers' prospects for next season. <laughs> which have been terrible, by the way. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> this is terrible. <laughs> and... For a joke, we put on OkCupid okay for a little bit, but no one really bit. So, and, and later on, like I got so many likes apparently on OkCupid okay that they would tell me that they were gonna offer more physically attractive women towards me. That's <laughs> 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 so terrible. Well, I'm yeah, surprised no nobody bit on that. I thought it was pretty good. I thought somebody would respond. Yeah, well, I mean, I to be fair, I didn't check OkCupid okay that much after when I got that that getting. More attract, more physically attractive women, or whatever. That's so messed up. That is totally messed up. Because like the girls that I, you know, they, they were they're pretty cute. The ones that I was like getting liked by or whatever. And now they're telling, oh yeah, you can get more physically attractive women now that you have this many likes and whatnot. Did like, it actually so terrible. say more physically attractive women? Did that email actually say that? Let me find it. Oh what did God. it actually say? I think you might be exaggerating. I think I saved the screenshot you sent me of that because you were so mad about it. Oh, it says you'll see more attractive people in your match results. That's what it said. It didn't say physically attractive people. It could have been like a metaphor or a figurative thing. <laughs> sure. Yes. <laughs> still, that's like, that's still messed up. You know what I mean? Like, of course they're going to mean physically attractive. Like, oh, yeah, I mean, it's okay, Cupid. The, what they're going to see first is your picture, right? So. I, you know, um, I have actually never internet dated, so I don't really know how it works. Oh, my goodness. Like, I guess technically I might have, like, I would I would talk. Well, see, here's the thing. Like, You internet it, dated it, and you didn't tell me about it? No, it goes from friends and then, like, internet friends to friends to lover, basically. That's how, that's how it went for me. So, oh, okay. But, but, but not so for, like, really, an actual dating website. That doesn't really count, no. Oh, okay. No. So, yeah. But, yeah, so that's why Laura and I started talking, because this this dating profile of hers, like, <laughs> basically, you know, I guess brought us together and, be, and we became friends after that. Like, yes. 
we started talking a lot more because of that. So she is the gal pal, one of the gal pals here in Portland. Yes, I got elevated to gal pal status after I wrote that for him. Yeah, before we get to that interview with Kristen Ledlow <laughs> from NBA Inside Stuff, here's the whole gal pal thing, because I have an entire gal pal squad. There's a lot of women um, that I that I sort of trust, I guess, sort of. That sounds really bad. But, um, so... <laughs> I was um I was hanging out in Northern California. I had just hung out with my friend Rachel. Shout out to Rachel. And I was talking to another friend of mine and they were they were asking me so who so who I hung out with in Northern California. And I mentioned Rachel's name and then my friend's wife was like, Ooh, who's Rachel? Is she your gal pal? And I'm like, Who still uses gal pal? <laughs> so I went on Twitter and asked that myself, like, who still uses gal pal? And your best friend, Sarah Moon, and Joanne responded, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then <laughs> they, they, were like, they were just saying, like, yeah, who the heck uses Gal Pal? And then Joanne was like, I'll be a proud member of the Gal Pal squad. I'm like, oh, boy. <laughs> so they were, like, the first members of the Gal Pal squad? Yeah, I guess Rachel's technically the first because she was the one that was pointed out as the Gal Pal. Mm-hmm. And then Joanne made the name. And then Saruman was like, they, we sound like superheroes. So, <laughs> but yeah. yeah, so that's basically the Gal Pal squad right there. You'll hear me refer to them in every podcast because, like- yeah, because they're, they're, they're badass women, man. They're really cool. I'm well, not being sarcastic right. here. I didn't know you thought that about me. I'm not being sarcastic here. Like, these <laughs> girls kick ass. You're the, you're, I think you're the only Asian one, by the way, just so we can keep referring to that, you know, whole Asian thing. So you're just going to call me the Asian gal pal from now on? Probably. I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Enough of that. Um, okay, so that's the Chris- story of how Ray and I became friends, y'all. Yeah. So, yep. That's the Asian gal pal right there, Laura So, Walker. like, have me write a dating <laughs> profile for you and maybe we can be friends. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> so we're going to go transition now to interviewing, I don't know, maybe a potential gal pal right here. Kristen Little from NBA Inside Stuff. I'm going to talk to her about basically everything from, you know, her current dream job to uh, beauty pageants to karaoke. Here we go. On the line, filling in in this guest spot for the Ray Ray's for the Middle podcast. I don't know what I was thinking when I said that. Uh, NBA TV, Inside Stuff, NBA Game Time, CNN, HLN, everywhere where the NBA is. Kristen Ledlow, how's it going? Maybe because it seems like nobody in their right mind would do all those things without it just being like a every now and then thing, you know? Like, <laughs> that's, that's true. It's, it's probably a fill-in gig, but, but I'm still <laughs> filling in, dang it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's okay. crazy, like... How do you find time to do all of this? My gosh, it's like I could barely, I mean, I, I go well, crazy if I'm working every day. <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> you're, like, you're like, I'm not really into those, like, full-time jobs. It's fine. No, um, I nap a lot, to be honest with you. And, uh, yeah, that, that's, that's the secret. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, truthfully, I nap a lot, too, because I do this every day as well. Like, I'm always, you know, updating on the blog and I'm doing this. And I'm tweeting a lot, which sounds like the easiest job in the world, really, to a lot of people. But really, it's not. You're reading a lot. You're watching a lot. You're 
it it just takes a lot of time. It makes you, it makes you crazy, doesn't it? Yeah, and it's not that easy to like stay relevant and stay up to date on like everything that's going on all the time. You know, you feel like if you fall asleep for a few hours in the middle of the day that you miss everything. You know, or if you go to bed early at night that you miss kind of the end of the games that people are watching, or if you're not up in the morning, then you miss a little bit of news. And it's crazy, the 24-hour-a-day news cycle that we found ourselves in now because it's like if you fall asleep for a few minutes and you feel like you missed it all. Don't always ask you, Kristen, you're up at 3 in the morning. What are you doing up? (laughs) I get the same question, too. Yes, they do ask me that a lot. To be honest, um, another one of my trade secrets, apart from maps, is I just... Stay up. Like, most of the time, most of the time that I am at, if I have to be at NBA TV or at CNN, um, you know, or HLN, uh, any earlier than about 7 in the morning, then it's a safe bet that I stayed up until mm-hmm. that actual time I had to be there. So it's not a healthy lifestyle that I lead by any means, <laughs> and I'm tired a lot, but on those days that I'm exhausted, um, it's just like one of those things where it sounds cheesy, but it's like, this is this is what I always wanted to do. This is, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm getting to, to live my dream job, and mm-hmm. my dream job just happens to be a tiring one. <laughs> yeah. I was just going to go over you with you with this one, because like, um... I wanted to know if this was your end game to begin with. Um, this is what you always wanted to do. Um, did you have any other aspirations besides doing this, or is this is just it right here? It, or are you just you add know, more goals along the way? Yeah, it actually is. And it's funny, I guess you and I have never really had this conversation. This is honestly what I wanted to do from the time that I was little. Um, mm-hmm. And people who ask me now, you know, had you asked a few years ago, um, if, you know, what would you ultimately like to do? Where would you ultimately like to be? I would have described a job that's very similar to the one that I'm that I'm working now, and so mm-hmm. for me now it's like, okay, I am no longer goal oriented. We're done. No, I'm kidding, but but you know, it it truly, <laughs> it, 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 I don't really know what to say now when you know when the question is what's next or what do you want to do. I I really just want to keep working within the network that I'm working in and and try and get better uh, every single day and um, just keep. It sounds cheesy doing what I'm doing, I guess. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> you know, but but truly, this is what I wanted to do all along, and it's been um it, it's been everything that I that I wanted it to be, you know. Mhm. But you played ball in college. Was WNBA in your sights at all? Um, I did, but no. Uh, when I was little, I always said. Um, actually, I didn't say I wanted to be in the WNBA. I used to actually say. Um, you want to be in the NBA? Uh, <laughs> no, well, no, that I wanted to, yes, that I wanted to be the first girl in the NBA, yes. Uh-huh. Uh, but, like, I, I will just be too good to play against other women. I just need to surpass. <laughs> um, but, but, no, it actually, um, after high school, I wasn't as interested anymore um, in playing basketball, even though I did continue playing in college. Um, for me, it transitioned to becoming all about, um, you know, my dreams of becoming a sports broadcaster. And, and even in college, mm-hmm. that was still hugely my, um, my priority, even when I was actually still playing the game. Mm-hmm. I'm disappointed because I did watch a celebrity game, and you barely got the ball. Like, what's up with that? Uh, you know, I realized pretty <laughs> early in the game that it was very, very, very important to some of my teammates to walk home with that in uh, that MVP <laughs> trophy. 
So, you know, it becomes more of a collective effort to get that for them, and you just try and contribute in other areas, which is why you saw me on the ground on top of someone like Anthony Anderson fighting for loose balls. You just have to contribute <laughs> where you can. <laughs> so was there a collective effort to get Kevin Hart his fourth MVP, Celebrity Game MVP trophy? It's funny you mentioned that. Well, it's, first of all, it's based on his vote, and Kevin has, what, a bajillion people. <laughs> That's true. Fans of him. So, you know, no matter what, it's, you know, it's, it's going to go with the guy who's the most popular. And for some reason, people <laughs> like that guy, Kevin Hart. Um, for no, some I, reason. I, I, I know, no, I, I, I yeah. love, love, love Kevin. Um, and it was, it was kind of like just understood prior to the game, like, okay, Kevin's going for a fourth MVP. He's not going to, to play in this game anymore after this season. And, and so we all kind of, um, we all kind of knew that was, that was where it was headed. And, and this year, it's funny because Kevin and I joked about it during and after the game, um, that this is the first year that he actually like earned it. Like he was actually good, you know, <laughs> like, like scored a handful of points and like did well. So it was like the running joke that it's like, okay, this is your fourth one, but, but you, you did actually earn this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Even after getting spun on by Monet Davis. That was oh, I know. That was hilarious. Incredible. I, I couldn't even stop laughing because from the start of the game, it was just killing me that, that there was some grown adult in a room sitting down looking at these matchups, and when they thought, because they play us based on kind of we all have like a counterpart who's uh, similar, yeah. you know, size or or whatever it is. You know, last year for me it was Aaron Heatherton, the the model, and you know this year uh, for me, like see the the supermodel. I cannot let that pass. The supermodel, <laughs> and um, this year you know it was Sarah Silverman, and and so also a supermodel. And, and so, you know, it was, um, it was just cracking me up that from the beginning there was a grown adult who sat down looking at the matchups and thought, you know what will be most fair? Matching Kevin Hart up with a 14 year old girl. (laughs) (laughs) That, that just killed me from, from the jump ball, man. Hey, we'll be right back with more Kristen Ledlow after this promo and after this song. This is Zach Harper of CBSSports.com. You're listening to Ray Ray's Fundamental Podcast because Ray Ray is fundamental. You know, like those NBA commercials. The reading is fundamental. You get what I mean. the rest of the interview with NBA Inside Stuff's Kristen Ledlow. I was born to make you happy. So, how's it working with Grant Hill? This is kind of surreal, isn't it? Because, like, I don't know, maybe I'll talk to him at some point, too. But, man, if this is Grant Hill, all-star, future Hall of Famer, yeah. ring teamer. That's kind of surreal, right? You know what's funny? And it's just, it, 
it's it's not lost on me that this is just such a privilege to get to do what mm-hmm. it is that I'm doing. And I know that there are thousands of women who could do this job and who would love it and who would mm-hmm. do a great job and who would want to do it. So it is not by any means lost on me every single day that even the most mundane days of mine at work, it's like, oh, well, I still spend it with Grant Hill, so that's cool. Um, you right. know, and, and it's so funny because people ask me this question all the time, and I'm like, oh, it's going to start sounding like I'm sucking up if I keep answering this honestly, but... But really, everything mm-hmm. good that you've ever heard about Grant Hill, which is about everything you've probably ever heard about Grant Hill, is all true. Like, he just, he's so kind, and he's so classy, and he's such a hard worker, and it's just such a privilege to even know him, much less get to, to work with him all the time and to host a show with him. And, um, yeah, I mean, he's become, you know, he, he's more than just a, a co-host for me now. He's become like a big brother of mine, and mm-hmm. it's funny because, you know, in that capacity, in that type of relationship, you start to kind of forget who it is. So, so you know, we'll be out uh, in New York, which which actually recently happened, and, you know, there's, there's like, paparazzi taking pictures, and I, and I hit Grant, and I'm like, ooh, look, there, there's got to be somebody famous around here. Like, as if we're looking for one of the Kardashians. <laughs> And then all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, they're taking pictures of you. Like, they, <laughs> you're, you are you, you know? So, so it's a very, very, very cool thing. He is as cool as advertised. And, yeah, mm-hmm. hopefully you'll be around at one point when we are both around because he, he's a good one to meet, man. I tell you what, you don't get a lot better than, than Grant Hill. So awesome. You're a celebrity in your own right. I mean, the, uh, uh, it's I mean, tough to get used no. to this sort of thing. It, it, <laughs> you are. You are. Come on but now. Uh, Everybody it, knows you. You know what's crazy, though, is for me, I've, mm-hmm. all, I've never thought about it as like, hey, this is an outlet for me to get famous. There's a whole mm-hmm. lot easier ways to get famous than the path that sure I've is, chosen. Yeah. You know, so for me, it was always about just getting to work in sports, and specifically for mm-hmm. me, basketball. Um, I actually switched majors a couple of times in college, went back and forth between marketing, um, journalism, and public relations, because I just mm-hmm. thought, you know, I just want to work, you know, potentially in the league office, potentially in the front office of one of these franchises. I just wanted mm-hmm. to work always around the game. Um, and then, you know, if you happen to be the person who ends up on TV talking about the game, then, then fans kind of equate you with the game, and then that's kind of what happens. But, you know, I never, I, I, I'm so cognizant of the fact that these are basketball fans. They, they, they certainly might root for me and love me, but these are basketball fans, and they're some of the most mm-hmm. passionate on the planet, and it's such a cool thing to just kind of, like, get to be part of their little family, you know? We have something in common, kind of. Um... So you did beauty pageants in the past. You, yeah. you won Miss Castle. So, so yeah, so there's that. This, this, this is kind of, kind of, it's kind of common. Uh, I know you won Miss Capital City USA. You were you were top five Miss Florida USA. But um, so tell me, tell me that process. Like, how did that go? Like, because because so we have um, our beauty in common, obviously. Yes. Well, we, here, here's the me. There's no question. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> here's the thing. Um, because. Mine was mine was in high school. See, I I went to Bellflower High School, which is a uh, small city in Southern California, where the Buccaneers yeah. and we had something called Mister Buck. Oh, that's And awesome. for some for some strange reason, they asked me to be in it. <laughs> was it, it awesome? It was, it was funny because um you know we we had um there were like fifteen of us guys, and then here we are just all talking to each other. It's like, man, I don't want to do this. And we're all helping each other. Like, here, put some oil on. Look, look buffer than usual, or whatever you know. Oil on? Yeah. 
bikini and everything. Because there was a swimsuit portion where um, we wore tank tops and, you know, short shorts or whatever, you know. So, right. help me out here. Like, how is it in the female beauty pageant genre? Because I hear things here and there. Like, oh, they're all catty, blah, blah, blah. How was your experience? Yeah, I mean, that... That is true. Um, it was a, a very, a very catty experience, but, um, that was a very minor part of my, you know, when you walk into a room, you can figure mm-hmm. out pretty early on in any room. This doesn't have anything to do with beauty pageants. You can figure out right. pretty early on the people that you're going to click with and the, the crowd that you're going to kind of steer away from. Um, and, and I have made friends, uh, within the Miss USA organization. I did make friends mm-hmm. then that I still have now that I still talk to very mm-hmm. regularly. So, so there mm-hmm. were uh, some incredible girls um, involved mm-hmm. as well. So it would be it would be it would be wrong to to kind of just slap beauty pageant stereotype on it and say, oh well, this is what right. it's like, and it's and it's silly mm-hmm. and kind of blow it off because that's how I was. That's always how I was. And the way that it actually mm-hmm. came about is I was given by my parents some Orlando Magic tickets my senior year in college. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, and said, you know what, I want to do her job, and pointed at the girl who was sideline reporting for them at the time. Her name uh, is Megan Clemente. And mm-hmm. I told her, I want to do her job. And she was like, well, what does she have that you don't have? And I was like, well, she's Miss Florida USA. And she's like, let's go be that. And I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> and, and so, and, and the backstory of this, by the way, um, my mother, uh, as a former Miss Georgia USA, um, oh. was very excited about this, but I think it probably been told by my dad, um, like early in, in, in our lifetimes, both me and my younger sister, that like, this wasn't something that we were going to be pushed in from the beginning, but rather like if we grew up and picked to do it. So, so my mom, having been in the Miss Georgia system, um, you know, <laughs> I, I would say a handful of years ago, but that will, will reveal to you that my mom is not just 29, like she tells people. Um, she, uh, <laughs> she really helped me, um, you know, kind of get ready for it. And, and, and she was, you know, just cheering me along. And it was, it was kind of a funny thing because, you know, you do the local one and, and one by one, you know, people are getting eliminated and it's like, wait, I'm still standing here. What's happening? Like what, you know, and, and then I actually won that one. And then afterwards I'm like, wait, no, I have to go to another one now. Like we have to like, and it's a bigger one. Like what do we, you know? And, and so it was really funny. It was a fun experience for my mom and I because she had experience in that arena mm-hmm. prior and I didn't. But for me, it was a first and last time, um, and uh, yeah, it was a unique experience, certainly. I gained a lot of confidence from it, got a lot of good friends from it as well. Um, so mm-hmm. yeah, it's certainly one that I would do again, but it's still only one I would do only one time again. <laughs> <laughs> what did you do for your talent portion, if there was one? No, it was the uh, the Miss USA organization is the one that, um, that Donald Trump owns, you know, so it's the uh-huh. one that you watch um, where you get uh, asked interview questions on the stage mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. so there's no there is zero talent involved no there was not a talent portion. <laughs> <laughs> there was uh there was um and it, goodness, it seems like so long ago now but there was an evening gown portion a swimsuit portion two mm-hmm. interview questions um and then when you get down to the top five there's one extra question which everybody gets the same question it's like um you know what would you do with the title or, or why is it that you want to want this title um, or whatever. So, no, I did not have to go up there and, like, spin basketballs on my finger or, like, lip sync pretty spears. <laughs> there was nothing that was – nothing like that was happening. 
we had a talent portion to we had a talent portion ourselves. Which what, is, did you do? what did you do? What did you do? I sang. What did you sing? Uh, do you know the group Surface, nineties R&B group? I don't think so. I mean, I probably do. Yeah. If I heard it, I probably would. Yeah, yeah. It's I sang an R&B song basically, so that's what I did. Oh, well, that's <laughs> fun. Yeah, I see people listening yeah. right now probably like, how does she not know that? But yeah, no, I I I will look it up. And I'm just going to go ahead and say in advance that I probably do know it. I just can't think of it off the top of my head. <laughs> well, I mean, it was like in, like the song was in like 1991, and when you were like, what, three, four years old at the time, probably? Yeah, I was something. three then. But if it was yeah, big, I'll, I may yeah, have heard it later. I, yeah, I'm much older than you are, as you know by now, so. <laughs> um, well, we won't yeah, I was. I was. Uh, You're more advanced. You you have more veteran experience. I appreciate that, Kristen. That's but the really way. I'm that's older. the way that you gotta. You know, that's the way you gotta shape it. <laughs> All right, we'll just leave it at that. I'm a veteran in this, or something exactly. like that. Exactly. Um, so, so um, Zach Harper was on the show a few weeks ago, and she, she, he said you were talking smack about me. No, I'm kidding. No, you did karaoke <laughs> in Atlanta. You did karaoke <laughs> in Atlanta, and I saw you uh, sing Wilson Phillips with Zach. You what did you see that, okay? So my I question did see is, that. yeah. Where did you see that, and why is it somewhere? It's on Instagram. No, bro, say that out loud. Now people are going to go look for it. (laughs) I don't know. Uh, (laughs) You asked me. Wilson Phillips. Yes. Mm -hmm. Hold on. What else? What else Um, did you sing? I also did Super Bass by Nicki Minaj and Shake Uh It Off by Taylor Swift because you know I'm I'm a triple threat. Exactly. Taylor Swift or Britney Spears? Okay, that is like Sophie's choice. I know. That is I know. like the most difficult question. Um, I have loved Britney Spears since I was in fourth grade. Uh, so the lifetime love. I feel like Taylor would forgive me even for saying that that has to come. <laughs> right? I mean, like, why do I feel like I know these people and that either one of them are going to care what my answer is here, but I feel like they might. So I have to be really careful about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, as far as a lifetime childhood love goes and greatest of all time when it comes to the arena of pop, Britney Spears. Mm-hmm. But I do feel like mm-hmm. Taylor Swift and I would be best friends if we met. So it's a really, it's a really tough call. So you said you would sing anywhere. Can you sing a verse for your song right now? Can you no, right I now? I don't feel like on a podcast. I don't feel like when it's audio only that I can really crush it because I, oh. have, I have to. I feel like I have to be able to do the moves also because like what I lack in the vocal department, I feel like I have to be able to make up for in my choreography. So I don't think you're I'm just trying to escape it. from this whole thing. That's, yes. <laughs> okay. That fine. Fact. Maybe. Yes. Okay. Fine. <laughs> next. Next time. Well, if I ever meet you, maybe in Las Vegas or something for Summer League or something like that. Okay. We'll do a video. We'll do a video podcast and um, and it will I'll be probably... a karaokeing one. Yeah, exactly. I think we'll because we do karaoke every Summer League. So you come with us, and then you can do a little Taylor or Britney or Michael okay. or Nikki or whatever you want or Ariana Grande, okay. something like that. No, Ariana. I can't hit. I can't. I can't play with Ariana. She, her voice is insane. I have to stay. I see. I have to stay within my lane, and my lane is mostly rap. Uh, a lot of Iggy, a lot of Nikki, um, and, mm-hmm. and oh, and, and then old school rap as well. Um, but you know, two thousands ish Nelly, I enjoy mm-hmm. as well. 
uh, Britney Spears at any point in her career, as well as Taylor. Those are kind of my go-tos. You've told me a lot more than I thought you were going to. Awesome. Yeah, awesome. I mean, I'm, re- I'm revealing stuff today, man. This is hard-hitting This is hard hitting stuff you're throwing at me, to be honest. I know. Hard-hitting journalism right here. It really is. From the 90s it really is. <laughs> so, Kristen, thank you so much for doing this. We will do this again at some point. Maybe Summer League, and maybe you'll actually sing for me because you told me you would sing anywhere, but you didn't this time, so I forgive That's you. That's true. I did say that. I did say that I would yeah. be anywhere. That's fair. What and by the way, let's get it trending on Twitter. Hashtag Blame Ray Ray. <laughs> yeah, it was funny because, like, um, the whole Blame Ray Ray thing was, like, um, I think I got a song in their head. It was probably, like, something like Britney or whatever. And then they're yes, just like, blame Ray Ray. And then my friends just started doing that for like a for few like days everything. and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah, and then it became, it became everything. everything. It hasn't been really done in a while now, but like, you know, my friends love that hashtag. So but I, was, I would start putting, I would start putting do not blame Ray Ray after that, and then no one really enjoys me. They just put blame no, Ray Ray. Yeah, and then that was the trend, of course. Well, that's why I took the photo. Hopefully we'll get it. It'll become a thing again. Yeah, hopefully, yeah. So, Kristen, <laughs> Kristen, you really seriously, you are a sweetheart for doing this. You've been patient. You've been great. You've been, you've been. Oh, um, now even you're just you, trying to make the people like me more. It's okay. I I enjoy. No, <laughs> I enjoy some of them not liking me. You know, it's adversity. We all have to overcome it. Okay, it's all right. You know, I have to try and yeah. people. I'm a sweetheart. <laughs> I'm just saying you didn't. You didn't. You didn't thank have you, to though. do this. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. All right. It's Kristen Ludlow from NBA Inside Stuff, and I was once on the Ray Reyes Fundamental Podcast. Once. That was enough. Thank you so much to Kristen Ludlow from NBA Inside Stuff for doing this podcast. Technically, this is the second time I've had her on a podcast. She was on the very last episode of the Chronicles of Karate Basketball podcast from the NOLA cast. Then, as you know, I rebranded it into a Whatever I Want podcast a few months ago. But again, we'll st- we, still talk- we still talk a lot of basketball. I can't even talk right now. But in this episode with Kristen, it was all about the fundamentals of life. Before I go, you can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes. You can also download the podcast at rayray.net, spell ray with R-E-Y, and there is a hyphen between the rays. You can follow me on Twitter at Pass, and if you want updates from the podcast, follow Ray Ray is Fun. I couldn't fit fundamental, but I'm fun anyway. Follow my guests on Twitter as well. First off, Laura Walker from Clear Eyes Full Shelves, the Asian gal pal. You can follow her at Stretch Octave. You can spell stretched, right? And then there's Octave, O-C-T-A-V-E. And you can follow Kristen Ledlow at, of course, Kristen Ledlow, and I hope you can spell. Again, shout out to the kick-ass women of the gal pal squad. And shout out to everyone who has listened to this podcast. You people are incredible. Um, I appreciate all your support. So that's it. Once again, Ray Ray is fundamental, and you don't need a library card to check me out. Until the next episode, guys. Because Krista was in the beauty pageant for Miss Florida. That's why. Oh. Yeah, and I was the one in one in my high school. (laughs) Which I. Which I still can't figure out why they asked me to do it, but... Maybe they just I, needed, like, a token Asian. I was going to say that. <laughs> yeah, they needed a token Asian for that. <laughs> Moded.